Welcome back to My Name is Sherman, His Name is Sherman. It is the second episode of a podcast between a father and son. Um, It is August 25th, 2020, and we are recording from our house again. All right. Um, So I will lead off this time with my pop culture choice we're sticking with with music and songs and uh i'm going to actually go even deeper and specify some lyrics Ooh, all right um, i know i know it's what everyone's been clamoring for <laughs> uh, so fair warning to anyone listening this at least on my end will get dark so the artist is phoebe bridgers full credit to my friend sam for really turning me on to her. I think she is a phenomenal, uh, well, singer, musician, and lyricist uh, is my favorite aspect. And so the song is from her her, uh, album Stranger in the Alps, released in 2017. The song is called Funeral, and the lyrics are... uh, this is kind of, I'd say, in the middle of the song, right before it crescendos, if I remember correctly. Um, it, it, They are, I have a friend I call when I've bored myself to tears, and we talk until we think we might just kill ourselves, but then we laugh until it disappears. So yeah, that's how this second episode's going to go. Um, I do... The first time I heard... The song is beautiful and very sad. Um, but you know, as an Irishman, and I know a, a lot of my friends, uh, specifically other male Irish friends, would agree. We identify naturally to sadder songs. Um, I think due to our Irish nature. Um, but I have a friend I thought of immediately when I heard those lyrics, um, and not in. The, the you know I identify more with kind of just the casual kind of I guess what would I say uh, oscillation of going back and forth between uh, you know talk until we might we think just kill ourselves but then we la- laugh until it disappears just kind of going back and forth between those modes casually of kind of dark, depressing things and then kind of working your way out of it or, you know, in my case, I'm pretty able to talk about those things from a almost a sense of detachment. Um, but, yeah, so that's, uh, that's that, those lyrics, like, actually, I mean, a lot of her lyrics have stuck with me, uh, but that one in particular just because I have a friend who I have a relationship with like that. Um, and so... Yes, nothing, uh, thankfully, to the point of uh, suicide like that implies, but just kind of, I take from that more darkness and uh, sadder or darker themes and then kind of laughing about them. So anything you want to take away from that, Dad, go right ahead. Hold on, I I just had to tighten my seatbelt a little. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, So let's see. Alan Parsons project, they did a song titled Where Do We Go From Here? So I think that's good. 
um, <laughs> on point. Um, well, you introduced me in the last several months, Sherman, to um, Phoebe Bridgers, and mm-hmm. uh, I shared some of her more, I think, recent music with uh, mm-hmm. some of my buddies, and a um, uh, couple, couple more current songs. Um, uh, what is it? Uh, walking on a string. Walking on a string. Beautiful song. And and um, I think you told me that she's or that album or she's produced by the the main guy um, in in the national yeah and so and he's also does some of the voices right recording so great great balance there um, so walking uh, on a string then kind of you know think, there's probably a bunch of songs on the subject or or has the word walk or walking in the, in the in the title right um mm-hmm. walk this way mm-hmm. okay now so you're going into lyrics do we have to try and name groups too let's see um i mean that's uh that's, that's up that's, to you um, that's uh steven tyler and mm-hmm. um Let's see, uh, from Boston, uh, Walking on Sunshine, maybe lesser known, kind of nice little <laughs> uh, pick-me-up song back in the, I'd say, late 70s, early 80s, perhaps even lesser known, Walking Man, Be- beautiful little song by uh, James Taylor, and then, uh, of course, Johnny Cash, I think Johnny Cash, right, Walk the Line. I'm going with yes. Yeah. But yeah, the the when you mentioned the the Irish and and we have the Irish in us um uh, uh you know, I don't know why I, I tend to go to when you put when I said put the body in the mosh, you put the body in the mosh. <laughs> um I guess that's uh, Irish Boston Irish. Um but Right. Nothing screams Ireland like Jack. <laughs> Uh, we actually saw him uh, out on the golf course in Ireland. Oh gosh, back! You saw Jack Nicholson. He was on the same golf course. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, shockingly, oh, you know what? That might have been Jack Nicklaus. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, just a slightly different, different person, different swings, <laughs> or they swing differently, yeah. so to speak. Um, yeah. But you know, I was going to say. Well, I've never heard either of those stories. Yeah. Well, I guess one's not a story because it's not true. But. <laughs> yeah, but it, remember, it's it's not a lie if you believe it. <laughs> Ibid opposite back to, of course, Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, but the one of the things about the Irish um, and folks say the blessings and the curse. We have yeah the dark darker side and the and the and the lighter brighter side, and it's really quite a show when they square off. But um, you know, in in growing up in grade school, I I was named, nicknamed, referred to. Um, I mean, in early grade school, and, um, as maybe some of my siblings, my wonderful siblings, um, Mister Perfect, <laughs> Mister Perfect. Well, but really, what was what was going on inside was I I really wanted to be more like the class clown and i i 
think my coming out party for that was fifth grade when I uh, really worked hard on a, on a, on a paper um, about, how was it, Tangiers or Algeria or one of those places, countries over in Northern Africa. And, um, and you know, you had to then present to, to the teacher and or none, the sister and the, and the class. And I, I, I studied it. I wrote it. My mom helped me with the edits. Um, and uh, I was ready to present it. And you want to have a great opening line to really kind of begin to capture what the country's all about, maybe a key feature of the country, whether it's a, um, the culture or, or the, the, even the business trade, um, much, such as we might know it in the fifth grade. Anyway, the fact was that Algeria, or Algiers, um, was the fifth largest producer of natural gas. <laughs> and I, I practiced that line. I practiced it straight-faced, no problem, open with it in the classroom presentation. And I, I started to sh shake with laughter as I delivered it. The whole classroom fell off their chairs. The uh, teacher was drooling with laughter and, of course, then sat me down immediately. I delivered one line, the opening line, about natural gas. Um, so, but that was, that was, uh, that was kind of my, my breakthrough for um, moving from Mr. Perfect to uh, a, uh, a, a kinder, gentler um, class clown. <laughs> Well, yeah, I mean, that ties into uh, what we discussed briefly in the first episode, which was athletes performing in front of no one when they train to perform with the lights on and the crowd there, the drastic difference between the two. You know, you practice that line probably by yourself in front of a mirror in your room and had it down in a serious manner and then when the lights came on and you were in front of your peers, that goes out the window. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, there's a little mirroring going on between the two. But, 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 you know, don't, don't you think too that there is that, um, and this is a reoccurring theme with us, but the, this uh, thread or parallel between, you know, comedy or, or what is funny and, and, and music. And I think, Maybe part of that thread or theme is it, it's so in the moment, but it's also so deeply individual and, and, and personal. So it, I, I just think stuff like that's pretty neat where I, I hear a song and go, that is a great song. And a dear friend might listen to it and say, that is absolute garbage. I think that's, that's great stuff. And the same with comedy. You find, or you, you know, you, you, as, as you, you know, perform, you might think you've got something that's absolutely just going to nail it spot on. And you still believe in it, even if um, somebody else, a friend's group of friends, an audience might not react the way you react. And then maybe the next time you think you have a pretty decent story or joke to tell, and it, you know, just fractures the group. So, um, 
yeah. Pers- right. I mean, this I, I, the subjectivity of it yeah. all is wonderful, uh, which is why it it does. It's grown to rankle me when people. Uh, I mean, it's obviously unimportant in uh, the grand scheme of things, but it does bother me when people, I guess, shy away from what they truly like or consider it a guilty pleasure. And just in terms of, you know, comedy or music, mostly music, or I guess, you know, movies, um, when people say guilty pleasure, like they have it, <laughs> they have it done as a prompt. Didn't think it would be going this way. They have it as a prompt for dating apps. Mm. Um, whereas, you know, my guilty pleasure, I don't know if it's specifically song or it's just, you know, left to the general, my guilty pleasure is. And that, is that the Jerry Farwell Bob, app? No, <laughs> just sorry. No, no, I, I, I think that would just be his pleasure. Uh, I don't know that he was guilty, uh, feeling guilty about it. Um, and we're, and hey, my name is Sherman. His name is Sherman is not a show that kink shames people. Yeah. I didn't think we'd be getting to that in the second episode, but here we are, and liberty has forced our hand. Right. It, and so we're, we're not we're we're not here to judge. We're just here to have a chuckle, and maybe um, you are uh, loyal listeners are having a chuckle. Right. Exactly. So, anyway, to uh, depart the tryst that Jerry Falwell had, um, but. Yeah, it it honestly to me has acted. Uh, you know, I I can't tell you if I've gone on dates with these girls, uh, but it in a way it acts as a filter of how people respond to that. Where some people will say like I don't feel guilty about any of the music I listen to, where some people will list it, and I know naturally I would uh, work better with um, people or and be more compatible with people who say you know I don't feel guilt guilty about listening. To you know, I guess what people think is trashy pop. Because I, I mean, I love the whole range of music. Like I have a pretty broad range of enjoying everything. Um, you know, I'm an easy laugh, mm-hmm. and in terms of music, I'll enjoy everything and like food. So I, that kind of I, again unimportant, but it does bother me that it's kind of they're seen as like a superiority in terms of artists and. Um, Obviously, things are more complex and deeper and have, you know, grander meanings. I can understand and appreciate that. But it just the fact that people feel like they should shy away from some liking something or someone yeah. in terms of pop culture does bother me. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like what Jerry Falwell did doesn't bother me. But who he is does bother me. So I see. That's kind of I, I see. Well, I I was it, many years ago um, on a job interview uh, and uh, met uh, was introduced and, and visited with the the uh, uh, founder of the company and uh, we just had a um, I felt as though we had a uh, a, a really good visit um, and I asked if he needed a ride to the airport. Um, and he said, sure. And so we talked some more. And in, in, in the drive to the airport, you know, I've got um, literally bags of CDs. Um, and then they're also slotted into the, the sun visors. And so, he, of course, he's up in the passenger seat. And as I'm driving, and he, 
you know, I know I've learned from from our our discussion at the interview, job interview, that he, he really enjoys his music, and um, so I was excited to see. Hey, what? Oh, hey, Sherman, what are you listening to? What are you listening? To? I thought, you know, oh, he could pull anything. He could pull from the Rolling Stones to, um, you know, uh, the the Kinks to something. Um, you know, more ten cc. Yeah, uh, I'm not in love. Well done, big boys don't cry. And no, they don't. And so he, as we're pulling up to um, uh, O'Hare uh, to drop off, and he pulls a Dan Fogelberg CD, and he looks at me. You know, we're both right there in the front seat, and he says, uh, "Dan Fogelberg, huh? Um, is this yours?" <laughs> so. There was some disdain in in his 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 voice, and I thought, oh my, this this might wreck the deal on on the the, the offer you just extended to me a few minutes before. But I'm like, yeah, yeah, I, it's mine. I like Fogelberg. I, I was very close to saying no. It's one of my daughters. But I to <laughs> to, to to your point, I look I had to stand up for Dan. I still will. Yeah. Uh, Own it. That's what people got to do. Re, uh, rest his soul. Um, so, yeah. Thanks. Thanks for your sharing your insight. And in that, uh, by the way, he not did, to he, get, he, I got the job. <laughs> right. Yeah. That's what I was going to. That was my next question. Um. All right. Well, that's good. Uh, what else? I know there were some other things that you were thinking about prior to the episode. Oh. Yeah, thanks. As um, as you and I just earlier were out um, walking our dog, and um, just a couple of days ago uh, on Sunday, uh, one of our grandsons, your nephew, uh, was over, and he's 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 a, a, just a sweet li- little boy, you know, not just around two. And what you and I observed was his is just thorough enjoyment and particularness of um, getting to eat some Fritos, chew on some Fritos, because that's what we all were enjoying. And that took you and I to um, a a little different place, Um, right? You know, Frito, I know it was you. (laughs) (laughs) And it got got me thinking earlier today that i mean mike michael corleone was at least with in the time frame of the last you know nearly 50 years he, he was one of the original maybe if not the original um you know, instigator of the of the cancel culture right i mean because it, he then goes on to say about Frito, <laughs> you're dead to me. I mean, I mean that, I think that really kind of, that captures the whole cancel culture uh, program. Um, but uh, thankfully, uh, we have many more bags of Fritos in the kitchen. That we do. And for the record, again, two episodes in a row, that is RIP, uh, non-legally speaking, but it will be a Super Bowl commercial one day. 
we just need to get the rights yeah. to a, a few yeah. things. Yeah. So Pe- none of our listeners pending projects. Right, none of our listeners take that and idea. Uh, I I would agree um, that honestly, I would say cancel cancel culture exists if that was the ultimate result and people were being killed. But that's why I kind of think it's a myth, or you know, a, not it's not uh, doesn't really exist other than to yell about. But uh, you know, if people were. <laughs> People were being told you're dead to me, and then you know, ending up dead. Yes, that I would be, you know, the leader in saying cancel culture is a terrible thing. But it, uh, in my mind, in my eyes, it's it's really not. It's just something that people yell about <laughs> when they don't get their mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're not going to no. delve into that in the Super Bowl commercial. No. It'll be a much quicker thirty-second <laughs> slot. So, um, yeah. So we we've got some uh, p- uh, potential sponsorship uh, there to work on. Um, did Did you have uh, an an idea around um, uh, what we, what were you going to call it? And near this date or? Oh yeah, around the state. Yes, this will. This will, depending on well, one our execution and two the reception, we may make this a recurring segment. Um, if not every episode, then you know, sporadically I'd say. Um, but around this date, where my dad, you, the co-host, Sherman Senior, talks about what happened around this date in his life, we are not. Guaranteeing accuracy, but we are striving for it. Admittedly, um, we are trying, so that's why we're qualifying it as around this date, not on this date. So, Dad, take it away. Thank you, Sherman. Um, certainly celebrating forty-five years, the release of "Born to Run" on or about or near this date. Uh, that's fantastic. I was I was uh, fortunate enough to be with a group of dear dear friends, uh, college buddies at the time, high school college buddies, lifelong friends, and we got to see uh, Springsteen and the uh, E Street Band perform live in a little college gymnasium in uh, in 1975 it was uh, it was a thrill um, and still remains so uh, well just a quick question not to interrupt but would that did that experience or I guess was that concert specifically would you rank that higher than seeing and sync and Mandy Moore or lower well that's that's a fair question um, I'd say the the decibel level was higher at NSYNC and Mandy Moore. Um, I, I mean it, that the the the, the noise uh, element was was stunning. Um, my young daughters at the time didn't seem to bother them. Uh, your your sisters, um, but as far as energy. Hard to top the boss. 
Fair enough. Sorry, you. What else is around this date? Um. Was it? Uh, oh, Jaws. I think Jaws came out. In the, yeah, in the summer of '75, maybe. Um. You know, did that actually scare people of getting in the water? I think. I think it really did. Yeah. Mm. Well, it's an effective movie yeah, then. I, I mean, I I didn't even want to, you know, go near a faucet. Well, <laughs> unless it was Farrah faucet, but that's something. Correct. <laughs> that's neither here nor there. <laughs> I wash my hands of all of this. Um, okay, so yeah, that's that's all I got. All right, and that is our first installment of hopefully many of around this date with Sherman Senior. I have uh, I have no other topics or thoughts to offer up. Are you anything on your mind still or no? Uh, all set. Thanks. All right. Well, that marks the end of episode two. Once again, I'd like to thank our sponsors, Goop, and our new one, Frito-Lay, obviously a subdivision of PepsiCo, so I'll thank both of them, uh, Devlin McGregor Pharmaceuticals, and as always, the main, I guess, uh, uh, sponsor we have, Let Us Entertain You. Signing off until next time. Take care. Thanks, Thanks very much.